0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This God I serve, He's not ordinary. <laughs>
1: oh, hallelujah! 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to the one standing next to you and tell him, Boy, you're so beautiful. So, no, I really mean it. You're beautiful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to lay some things down today, and we're going to take some things up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I love this church because I love these people. There's some good folks here. I know because I've been in the prayer room with them, I've heard them pray. I felt their heart. We've worshipped together. And it looks like there's more people here today to worship with us and rejoice in the Lord. I give honor to the pastor and his wife. I thank them for the invitation to come and be here. Since we have pastored, we took the church at Foxworth about February, would be five years ago. And since we took the church, I have turned down um, any opportunities to go out and speak. And I just told them, I said, we have taken a church, and one of the things they asked when we took this church, don't go out and preach anywhere. Don't go out and speak anywhere. We just want you here. You're ours now. So we were so sweet, and we did just that. And when I got this call, I said, oh, God, mm, i got to go i got to go. And I, I talked to some of our ladies. We have several classes. One of them had a sewing class. And I talked to them first. I had to break the ice. So with my sewing buddies, I said, Now, y'all, you know we've given you all our time since we've been here. I mean, my family don't hardly know me anymore we go got everybody else's emergencies except our own. <laughs> and so I'm like, if you will please be kind. I felt the Holy Ghost speak to me and tell me to come. It goes beyond just my love for these people in this church, in this area. But the Lord spoke to me and told me, you need to go. And so I, I told them, I said, I've got to go and I, I've got to obey God. So they let me come. So... If you you may thank them when this is over, you may not, (laughs) but it's by their mercy I'm here. But I'm so glad to be here. I am a 51-year-old pastor's wife. I have two good-looking boys, but they're married. (laughs) And they each gave me two grandchildren apiece, one a granddaughter and a grandson, the other two granddaughters. And then... I had this little, after those little boys, I prayed. Actually, I put in my order before the boys. I had asked for a little blonde, blue-eyed little girl. And I told the Lord just how I wanted. I wanted her sassy and cute. And I had a dark-eyed, dark haired little boy, McKay, through and through. And I was like, Lord, I love this kid. He's awesome, but I still want that little girl. Second time around, another little dark-eyed, dark-eyed, good-looking little man just walked in the cage and I said, Lord, I still want that little girl. And I'll tell you, God's so good. He knew that beautiful little angel was going to meet two big brothers. Jessica, will you stand please? She came with her mama today. That's my answer to prayer. <laughs> Bless her heart, she puts up with a lot. She's married and has two gorgeous little boys and because of a sweet mother-in-law she's able to be here with her mama my husband and I we travel everywhere together do everything together but he fell off the ladder in February 15 feet by himself at home and when I tell you we live in the country you look like you live in the city if you if I told you how to get there you wouldn't believe me GPS won't send you there there's cows there's chickens there's everything Deer regularly run across the road. There's turkeys. When I tell you we're in the country, I mean every preacher we have come gets lost. We meet them and show them how to get there. When we first went to try out for this church, we thought we were lost. (laughs) And we preached a revival there before. (laughs) It is out in the country, but it is exactly where God wants us to be. We are having revival. We are seeing the hand of God move, and we are so thankful. They're our family away from our family. They are wonderful, wonderful people, caring people, and we are seeing God do great and wonderful things there. But you now that I've shared a little of with myself with you and told you a little bit about my life, I want to tell you what God has shared with me to share with you. And when Sister Georgia contacted me, and she said, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome. And I began to pray and seek the Lord about this and the Lord spoke to me several different things I cannot get to them all. I'm the type person, my brain's like a computer, it goes in all directions. And it brings up all kinds of information. But this is what the Lord gave me for you today. And uh, we have in our church we have quite a variety of age. But we have a young woman in our church that's recently to be married. And all we've heard, wedding showers, bridal showers, all kinds of showers. And then there's her getting prepared for the big day, getting all the clothes together, the colors right. And, uh, you know, the nanny putty and the facial and the hair. And she is, she's focused on being the most beautiful bride she can be for that wonderful day. And I remember being that way. I do. Now it's get up, do the best I can, and go with the flow. It's
1: <laughs> <Just> the truth.
0: <laughs> My husband is hysterical. He's over six, but I'm not gonna tell you how much he weighs because he hasn't been doing anything for months, you know, except three months he had to sleep in the gone, I'm getting him right down in the bed from his injuries. And uh, they told him not to worry about dieting, he needed to eat, so he's eight. (laughs) (laughs) And I have loved it. Because this man not long ago was saying, We were getting out somewhere, and you know, I have discovered I'm fifty one now. I move a lot slower. And I don't mean to, it just happened. You know, I get out slower. And here's him with his long legs swinging himself out the car and taking off at a trot. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm coming. You know, and uh, he said, made this remark. Not long ago, he said, baby, why are you so slow? I said, well, honey, there's a lot of miles on this woman. And he said, but, you know, you, you just, you know, you need to lose a little weight. You need to do this and a Yeah, he said that. So pardon my grin my chuckle. Now his pants are getting tight. And I kept telling him, he's five years older than I am. And I kept telling him, I said, sweetheart, we're old now. He said, no, I'm not old. And I'm like, well, you have to be because you're five years older than me. And he said, I'm not old. Well, since he had this century, all of a sudden, He's old. You ought to have seen his face when the surgeon walked in and said, Sir, because of your age. I was like, God, you're so good. I was like, oh, living right pays off. It might be a little hard sometimes, but it does pay off. I was like, oh, baby, did you notice what he said? I can't believe he said that. I was like, yeah, but you know, you're me there. I know you didn't feel that way, but I spend more time looking in the mirror than you do, and I see the results of age. You just do a little, you know, you know men, their hair, they do this little inch thing across their head, and they just do this and spit it and go But it don't work that way for us. And so I'm like, it's different. And he's had this wake-up call, and I'll be honest with you, God knows my spirit and my heart. I have enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> I tell you, it's wonderful. I'm actually losing weight right now. <laughs> God has the most delicious sense of humor. But anyway, because of this wedding thing, I got sidetracked, I'm sorry, it was just fun. But anyway, because of this wedding thing going on, it's bringing back to my mind the remembrance of those 30-some years ago, and it was quite a few. I look back and I remember everything had to be perfect. And I'll be honest with you, I do not stress over a wedding like a lot of people do now. Actually, I turned it over to my mother, told her my colors, and kind of went with a flow about everything. I picked out my dress. That was me, because I was busy trying to get all the important stuff done, because I was ready to get mad at that man. I loved him. And my mother handled it, her and my two sisters, so I was blessed. But this child, I've watched her every little detail. Every little thing is so important. And I got to thinking about that, and I thought, you know, Lord, there's going to be a wedding day. I, You know, my one wedding, not, that's not it. I'm going to have another wedding. And that one... I'm concerned about that one I want everything perfect I want to have the glow I want that Holy Ghost flowing through me nothing stopping it up slowing it down I want to be ready for that day I want oil in my lamp I want my robe white I want it spotless I want the Holy Ghost glow going on I want to, when I step out, I take his breath away. I want him to say, well done.
1: Woo! Well done! My good and my faithful servant. He called the heart, son of a heart.
0: it's not long my friend it's not long so we're going to share tips tips on true beauty getting ready for your wedding day true beauty it's, of our, it's not of our face but it's of our soul that's why you're beautiful Every one of you. Because if you get it in your soul, it can't help but show up in your face. Oh, Praise the Lord. My number one beauty tip for today. I'm telling you, this works. I know what I'm talking about here. Prayer. Prayer. Your prayer is your communication with God. If you will go back and read about Moses, he would come out of the prayer room and he would glow. Maybelline cover girl, Mary Kay, S.T. Lauder and all the rest of them, they might as well step on back. They couldn't help Moses like prayer did. Not a one of them. Have that glow bottled
1: up that spending time alone with your God, your Master, your Maker, your Savior, your Healer, your Provider, your strong tower that you run into and you are safe. There is nothing like spending time with the Almighty God. He called up I love the scripture where it said buddy you can walk
0: in there and you can take everything that's bothering you everything that's hindering you all that nasty gunk that's accumulated through the day and you can cleanse that mess off and you can get a relief that shows up in your smile shows up when you walk out of that philippians 4 6 and 7 be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. We need our personal time spent alone with God. Oh, hallelujah! A place where we get to unload. All that negativity, all those troubles, all that pain, heartache of this world, and we see the cleansing and renewing in our mind and our spirit. We get an ultimate facelift and heart shift from despair to joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Prayer. Number two My other beauty tip for the day Commitment Commitment One of the most frustrating things In this world Are people that will only live for God When it's all going good You handle your witness And you frustrate your pastor and you also reveal his true self to those closest to you and you wonder why in the world I can't get him to go to church when well, commitment is beautiful <laughs> whether you're having problems whether you're struggling since we took this church this church was so sweet and so kind they totally remodeled the parsonage did everything, and uh, it was wonderful, and I was so excited. And we moved into this home, and within weeks, I had just been diagnosed with adult onset asthma. I've never had asthma. When the doctor first told me what was what was going on, I told him no. I had no idea it was asthma taking my breath away and not my husband. He's so cute. Anyway, uh, it turned out that's what it was. Although they convinced me to give me a treatment, and it worked. I was like, well, maybe he knows what he's talking about after (laughs) all. But anyway, it worked. And we came, but it was like a mild form, just triggered by allergies. We took this church, moved into this wonderful renovated home, and, buddy, we were busy running the roads, tending all these people that we need to tending to, visiting the sick, visiting the elder, you know, doing the things a pastor does, getting acclimated to the area and all the stuff that's, that's expected of you. And all of a sudden, I end up back at the clinic. Then I'm back in another six weeks. Every month to every two months, and sometimes in between, I'm in and out of the hospital. They're giving me steroid shots. They're giving me baby treatments. They're giving me antibiotics. Literally, I would spend at least an hour, if not two and a half, or sometimes three hours a day in prayer. And all of a sudden, I felt a in and I was wheezing. And I would try to whisper my prayer. And sometimes I couldn't even do that, and I would just sit there and say it in my mind. Because I was determined. I was not going to let the enemy take away my prayer time. I was committed that I was going to do this. Then I started getting pneumonia. They'd give me all the medications you had to have on And the the doctor started having to keep up with all the steroids because they were saying that uh, it would thin my bones and at my age, that is definitely something you get concerned about, thinning other the bones. So I'm like, oh Lord, I don't have time for this. I got a life. I got things going on. And I tried to ignore it. It did not go away. I tried that like it wouldn't happen, but when you're going through Walmart or the grocery store and you bent, hanging over the buggy, trying to push it like, you know, like a 90 instead of 50 or 49 at that time. And then I would start having muscle spasms through my chest and in my side. You ever have a trolley horse in your leg? We try having one in your chest. Because I was laboring so hard to breathe, I was causing my muscles to spasm. I looked crazy. I felt crazy, and I was mad because I didn't have time for this. But it is amazing what commitment will do. You keep on. You don't quit. Yeah, there was a few days I couldn't even get over there, and all I could say was, "Help me, God." But as soon as I could get a good day, you don't quit. You don't quit. I've been singing since I was a child. All of a sudden, I didn't have the air, the breath to sing. And I couldn't sing with my beautiful daughter, and my good-looking man. And, you know, that was rough. This year, but I haven't quit. I would try. When I couldn't, I couldn't, but I kept trying. This year, almost five years from the struggle, this year, God has been giving me relief. <laughs> I've been singing again. <laughs> I can hold those notes again. I can do things again. We just did a actual benefit singing for a new preacher next to us, and a town next to us who had had an accident at work, and, and it was wonderful. I was just, I would weep. And I been praise the Lord because I was like, all of a sudden, I have my breath back. I've been able to pray again. It it's been wonderful because I'm one of those that like to scream, yell, yeah. groan, cry. When I get quiet, they check to see if I'm still alive. And I'm, you know, I know it's uncomfortable for other people around me. I'm like, that's fine. I'll get my cubby old pray. Y'all gonna do your thing. But it's, that's just me. I feel like I'm bombarding heaven, and I am, and I hope the Lord's not only use those little things in his ears. Because <laughs> his ears, you know, it's inclined for it our prayers. It's open to our prayer, and I'm like I'm deafening him. But I mean business when I'm in there praying, and I like to get loud. And it's nice to be able to do that again. You don't quit. I know what it is. I know what it is to struggle. I know what it is to be so overloaded by things you've got to do you don't have enough time in the day. I know what it is to be drained, physically weakened, having hindrances that's beyond your control. But I am telling you, if you messed up yesterday, get it together today. If you messed up last year, this is the day. You'll lay all that down, you're going to start new and afresh, and you're going to commit because commitment is honored by God. It is beautiful. Don't you know how the Lord feels when he sees somebody that goes, they messed up, but they get back up. You remember the guy that was asked to go work in the field, he said, so, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it, but they never did it. But then you remember he once said, no, I'm not. But then he changed his mind and said, I'm going to get it get. I'm going to commit. And he went and That is beautiful. Commitment is beautiful. Mess-ups are forgivable. But commitment is beautiful. (laughs) This is a quotation by Timothy Keller. To be loved but not known is comforting, but it's superficial. To be known and not loved, it's our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, fortifies us for any difficulty that life will, not can, but will throw at us. God already knows you. He knows you as you truly are. He knows your heart better than you do. He knows your weaknesses, your disappointments, your failures, your deepest, darkest secrets. He knows your dreams, your desires. You cannot frighten God away. You can only push him away. You need a relationship with God. But he wants one with you. <laughs> Commit to God. Spend time in prayer and his Word. Be faithful to him. It will be the most fulfilling relationship ever. God. God will not fear you. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And this is like one of my all-time favorites. I have a lot of them, but I really love this one. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Be not conformed to this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the, the will of God is that which is good acceptable and perfect now that is beautiful number three number three beauty tip and I don't have a lot of them because we'd be here all day if I went on with all of them but this is another one humility And I'm not talking, I'm going going, crawling around underneath everybody. I'm so humble and you're so wonderful and I'm so bad. No, it's just knowing who you really are and knowing who they really are and just dealing with it. It is what it is. And and not feeling like you're better than anybody else because you're not. We're just sisters.
1: We're sisters in the Lord. We've got lost sisters. That need Jesus. And we're not better than them. We're just like them. We're just forgiven. We're just cleaned up. We're trying to do better. But we're just sisters. All came from the same mama and daddy. Some of us are a little better educated.
0: Some of us are a little better dressed. Some of us got better dress sense. I just do the best I can. You know I know what I like. That's it. I do the best I can. You know, I try to improve. But it's amazing what aging will do to you. You just get more comfortable in your skin. You like I am what I am.
1: Peanut butter and jam. Take me as I am. Or leave me. More peace. Less stress.
0: Better life. I love people, and most of the time when they get around me, they can tell. I love you. I'll have fun with you, we'll laugh, or I'll cry with you. You tell me a sad story, I'm probably going cry. And then I'll say, it's time for a prayer meeting. <laughs> Let's take it to the one can fix it. I can't, but I should. I hate you going through it. But I know who can fix it, or at least help you through it. Humility is self-knowledge that is important because it will determine the quality of your dealing with others and with God as well. Oops, I'll get that man. Just ignore it. (laughs) Self-knowledge, according to the truth, leads us to act naturally without pretensions or hypocrisy before others, but rather showing them who we really are. You don't have to be something you're not. Just be you. God made you you. You're beautiful. He felt like we needed you because he made you. God knows what he's doing. So accept who you are and treat others likewise. <laughs> Proverbs eleven and two and pride come up and come with shame but with the is wisdom. First Peter 3, 3, three four, Who's adorning? I love this. Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning applying of the hair. Now, I like to fix my hair pretty, but that's not what makes me who I am. And of wearing of gold. I'm not pretty clothes. We'll put him a pen. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. I'd rather have sackcloth and ashes and be so beautiful inside. <laughs> then be the world's idea of what is perfection. <sighs> the hidden moon of the heart. That is not corruptible. Let's get it right in here. Let's get it right in here do the best you can with what's on the outside but get it right in here because if you get it right in here everything else works out (sighs) let it be the hidden end of the heart in that which is not corruptible even the ornament of our meek and quiet spirit I can be quiet but I'm up here supposed to be loud you're not seeing the pride of me (laughs) but it does happen which is in the sight of God of great price. Number four, I love this one. I guess I love them all. I really do. Positivity.
1: I love positivity. You know why I love positivity? Because if you know God, you're positive. If you're walking in the flesh, you're a negative because everything's always going to be a negative because you're not looking at the right positive because when you get your eyes on Jesus wow, you get a hold of something that makes everything else all right I don't care if your husband falls off a ladder 15 feet praise God he just broke his arm and some ribs but everything's still going to be all right He couldn't lay down in the bed for three months. He had to sleep in the recliner. But I want to tell you, everything's all right. still got his arm in a sling because they said this particular break takes a year. But hallelujah, it's all all right.
0: I don't know how many people in that church every time I turn around my family calls and say can you come home I say I'm sorry we got a funeral (laughs) I know it's not funny but it really is too I'm like
1: sorry somebody else they said my lord do you have anybody left in the church
0: (laughs) it is the most insane thing I have ever seen if I didn't believe in God I'd get worried (laughs) it is crazy Boy, we took the church, y'all, the year they were, after Brother pastor passed away, the former pastor passed away with cancer. But after he died, that year they had buried 13 people. That's over one funeral a month. And yes, our church is growing.
1: <laughs> I'm positive. What can I say? Because I serve a positive God. And I know he's in control. If I was in control, I'd get worried. But he's in control, so everything's going to be all right. If you've been diagnosed with
0: cancer, well, they're not the final say. God is, so it's going to be all right. If you're going through financial trouble and it's not like he's going to take everything away, well, that's not the final say. God's in control and it's going to be all right you're so weighed down by worry
1: and stress you need to lay that mess down to Jesus and get a hold of something positive because then it's going to be alright
0: oh sister McKay you just don't know how can I be positive John 4 and 4 you are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he in you than he that is in this world. And I'll tell you something else that helps help you with positive thinking. Philippians 48. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are good report if there be any virtue if there be any place think on these things sometimes what the problem is is what you're thinking on
1: get your mind off of the negative and get it on our positive God and it's all gonna be alright You're going to see wrinkles disappear.
0: I'm telling you, positivity is one of the best beauty tips. Oh, here we go again. First, I got to share this quote because it's really a good quote. <laughs> Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and the shadows will fall behind you. Number five, modesty. Modesty is beautiful. Yeah. Modesty in dress and behavior. A woman modestly dressed is like a pearl in a shell. Everything that is most precious is covered. Modesty is beautiful. And I'll tell you the most beautiful women in the world are some apostolic ladies that are devoted to God. And they show it in their behavior and in their dress. Proverbs 21 and 35, strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Number six, beauty tip. The last one I'm going to give you today, kindness. A kind woman is truly a beautiful woman. Ephesians 4.32 And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Proverbs 31.26 She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. I'm going to end with this right here. And recently, we've been praying and asking God for Pastor to be healed completely. And uh, we are praying and continuously. However, God works this, house, I know He's got it. But really recently, we recently went on extend extended fast, my daughter and myself, in prayer for her Daddy, and many other things. In this, yes, we had a uh, gentleman in our church, one of our young preachers. And uh, he had started some classes working with some of our new converts. And uh, he came to me. Before he came to me, that Sunday, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to teach on prayer. I want you to teach them what I've taught you about prayer. And I was like, oh, Lord, man. They hear so much of me now as it is. I I really don't overwhelm them. Oh, God, if this is you, I need you to help me understand. I knew it was his voice. I just wasn't in a great hurry to add something else to my list of labor. <laughs> so I, I was like, just, I tell you what, I lost for confirmation. So I did. And I didn't say anything to anybody, not brother McCain, no one. This young preacher came to our house after church that day, and he needed something from the pastor. She was talking to his pastor, and then he looked at me, and he said, Sister McKay, we're fixing to start classes on prayer. And I feel led of God to ask you to teach them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God's already spoke to me. I'm ready. Just when you start. This Monday, that's fine. We'll do it. And when I pray, like I said, that I'm in love most of the time. But sometimes I'm just reading my word, talking to the Lord because he's my best friend. He really is. He's the one I take everything to. And you know, he don't get tired of it. He's not bored with what I'm sharing with him. He's listening. And many times he responds to me through his word. But in this time, sometimes the Lord gives me prayers. I'll start praying. And the same, I get songs sometimes. I'm just praying and the Lord starts giving them to me. Well, the Lord gave me this prayer during my prayer time. And I shared it with this class. Because I was trying to teach them how to pray. I was saying, take a journal with you into the prayer room. Write down your scripture. If you're reading the word of God, you know, you, you, you're not talking directly to him, but you're letting him talk to you through the word. I said, if you see something that your scripture, write it down. I said, and sometimes God will give you a prayer to go with that scripture. I said, write that prayer down. And I said, in that time, there will be times when your mind is so overwhelmed by what you're going through, you can't even think. It's like a, a war going on there, and you cannot think clearly enough to uh, to uh, get the words that you made, I said, open up your prayer journal and start reading what God gave you then. And I said, pray that prayer. So I gave them an example. And this is what I'm share with you at the ending of my time with you today. Lord, you are glorious and holiness. You are faithful in praises, doing wonders. I love you. I praise you. Oh, holy and mighty God, my strength and my hope, it resides in you. Cleanse me of every iniquity, of every sin. Wash me clean, O Lord. Let my heart be tender toward you. Let my motives be pure and my hands be clean. Set a guard over my mouth, that nothing I say will offend my spirit or hinder my prayers. Dear God, keep me from paths that will lead me away from you. Help my thoughts to be under your influence and my actions to bring you honor. God, every step you take. Open your ears to my prayers. Stretch forth thine hand by wonders to perform. By your strength, by your power, remove the obstacles from my path. Heal my body. Restore my vitality. Open my eyes that I can see your hand. Lord, in your mercy and by your love, you have redeemed me. By your hand, stretch forth and snatched me from the fire. You've given me a new song, a song of praise, a song of gladness. Oh, Lord, how awesome you are. My Holy Father, bring me and place me in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, oh, Lord, which thou hast made for me to dwell in. In the sanctuary, oh, Lord, which your hands have established, oh, Lord, you shall reign forever and ever. You make the bitter water sweet. Help me to hear your voice and to do that which is right in your sight. For you are my God that heareth me. Grant me counsel from you. Teach me your law. Show me the way wherein I should walk in the work you would have me to do. Bear me up to you on the wings of eagles. Help me to hear and obey your voice. Make me a treasure unto you. All that you speak, help me to do. Keep your hand on my reins when it's dark and I cannot see you. Let me feel your presence near. Oh, sanctify me, O oh Lord. Let me be clean before thee. Help me to stay close to you under the shadow of your wings. Meet with me, O oh Lord. Overlare me with your presence. Saturate me with your spirit. Speak into my ears your words. Dwell within me, O God of glory. I desire your presence. I desire your spirit. Blow up within me. For you are my Lord and you are my God. And you brought me from the house of bondage into your glorious presence full of your light. Help me to draw near to where you are. Record your name here in this place. Come unto me and bless me. You are a most gracious Father. Let me be a glory unto thee. Help me not to partake of that which is defiled. Send an angel before me to keep me in the way of light and truth, leading me to the place that you have prepared for Your people. Help me to obey your voice and to do all that you speak. Help me to serve thee. Bless my bread and bless my water and take sickness away from the midst of me. Send angels before me to drive away my enemies. I give myself unto thee, O the Lord. Design your will and your will your earth. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Will you stand?